Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is February 9th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Please support our sponsors. But you know what? You can support us. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. If you want your question or statement read on the air, get in your Super Chats. And get in your Humper Chats. You might say, what is a Humper Chat? Well, go to HumperChats.com and find out. I promise it is safe for work. But it is our uh, comment platform uh, in which you can leave comments on the air, off the air, before shows, after shows. And they'll get read on the air and it allows us to keep a little bit more of a cut. It's a Streamlabs PayPal platform. Check it out. HumperChats.com. I got Alex Pawlowski with me. You can find him two times a week, at least on FightfulSelect.com. Boy, will I be tooting that horn tonight. Alex, how you doing? Um, pretty damn great. Um, trying to think if I can remember a dynamite that I enjoyed top to bottom as much as this one. Well, Alex, I can't remember a single time you have reported or spoiled an AEW surprise. You shill mark. I, I, I should have. I've known about all of them literally months in advance. And I just, I just choose to keep them to myself because I'm a little stinker. Robert B. Felice, also in that stinker stable that you got going right there. I know. How are you doing, you fake news media hack? I know. I could have said something like three weeks ago. I knew, but what can I say? Tony pays pretty well. Shot Kid 29 said, glad I'm subbed to hear that reckless speculation. Yes, a couple hours Actually, five at four or five hours before AW Dynamite, I did a reckless speculation podcast on Fightful Select, where if you would have subscribed, you would have heard that Switchblade Jay White and Keith Lee were the rumored names to be appearing. A few hours later, I did report on Fightful Select that Keith Lee would be coming into the company. More on that later. Get in your super chats, get on your humper chats. Bako Five says five star show top to bottom. Felt like a pay per view. Oh boy, and I was expecting the main event to be like 
okay, well, we know who's going to win. Boy, did that match deliver. Can't wait to talk about that. Zach Schimmel, shout out to him for uh, for subscribing to the, the monster Fightful Select level. Says, I love Fightful and tonight was madness. A great show, I hope by professional standards. Uh, my opinion means little, but I want to hear all of yours. Hey, our opinion means exactly as much as yours and yeah. vice versa, my friend. That's the beauty of subjective entertainment. Like Nate saying, buddy, that was a seven-layer beefy episode. It sure was. It sure was. Fid McAwesome says, couldn't have booked a better show. How the hell are we getting this for free every week? Well, since you're saving so much money, just subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's just five bucks a month. <sighs> Miguel says, awesome dynamite today. At least a high four out of five show. What are three matches you guys think might take place at Revolution besides the ladder match? I'll, I think Punk MJF, Cole Hangman, maybe Britt Rosa, Either, either of you all have anything to add to that? I would say uh, Adam versus Adam for the world title. It yeah. seems likely. Yeah. I think Punk MJF with the caveat that if Punk wins, Wardlow is free. And then Wardlow beats the crap out of MJF. And I would say Kings of Black Throne and Jurassic Express. Alexander. Yeah, I was trying to think about who I would have, um, have go up. I, I think probably you're going to, if Eddie's healthy, I think we get to Eddie and Jericho out of all of this. Um, and I was wondering if it would, if you would be in at all possible to get to proud and powerful by that point, going for the tag belts. And if not them, then I think Kings of the black, black throne will take it. <sighs> Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be reading all kinds of super chats throughout this show might go a little bit over tonight because this is going to be one of the most loaded episodes we've ever had. I, we're not going to go full Kate and Alex on you no. or anything. By the oh. way, no, I wake up and I'm like, they did a show that was longer than NXT. This is, it's a, a, a very nice man <laughs> from Australia. Sickness. A very nice man from Australia yes. paid <laughs> way too much money over the course of last month he did. to get a half hour extra every Tuesday. If we didn't do it, we would be doing a disservice that very nice that, man from Austin. that was the gimmick yeah. uh, this this fellow said if i donate more than anybody this month can they go an extra half hour and i said for february a short month yes yeah. they yeah. can yeah. so i you know what here we go uh <laughs> man grayman says what are your thoughts on the current matches on the crockett cup 2022 i uh, think a tag team battle royal is a waste of time no i don't think it's a waste of time i think it could be fun uh, i don't know what's in the 2022 crockett cup right now i need to take a look at it um, but let me, let me take a look, uh, Briscoe's TBA, British invasion TB. Oh, I love British invasion being together. Oh, I love that, that Nick Aldis and Doug Williams, uh, rebellion. I like that. Um, strictly business versus the kingdom. I, I love the kingdom as a tag team. I think they're really good. I like that, but I um, guess the bouncers find their way in there. Yeah, I would, they, they wanted to work as we've got an interview that we've had in the can for like four months with them. I didn't want to release the interview with the bouncers because like two days later, the ROH announcement right. dropped, but they talked about wanting to do uh, the Crockett Cup. And uh, I would imagine violence is forever. Uh, Dom Greeny, Kevin Koo would be a good one uh, to have in there as well. Gavin says, love your opinion, Sean, from Ireland, five out of five. Well, thank you, Gavin. And Ray Velez says, subscribe to Fightful Select today. Highly recommended. Totally worth it. I'll plug it enough later on. Don't worry. Brent Lockman says, 
Well, well, well. Rec spec, not so reckless. A rec spec isn't happening. We're not calling the show rec spec. Reckless speculation literally says it in the name, and it sounds way sexier than rec spec. Rec spec sounds like you're going to play tennis, like at your YMCA or something. We're, we're saving that for the Bronson Reed retrospective podcast. That's what no, we're, we're, doing. we're not calling it rec spec. But thank you, Brett. Nerd Guru says Ric Flair continues his feud with yelling at clouds today. His obsession over Becky is weird, and he buried Mox and Punk. What a has-been. I hate to say it, man, but like nobody even takes offense to it anymore. They just kind of... They just kind of like go, ah. He's just another dude with a podcast now, and it's like, I saw one that was like, oh, well, like, he doesn't find Giant Oxville entertaining, and it's like, okay, sure, because they were a thing from 20 years ago and he was a thing from 40. Like it's, it's, it's okay. This legend, Zach Schimmel, who already subscribed to what was a joke tier of Fightful Select, just donated 200. Big thank you, Zach. Says just because Fightful deserves it, no shout outs needed. Give everyone a Fightful minus Joel and Melissa who cheat a pay raise. I will support Fightful till I die. AEW is the best. Thank you Man, so much. Awesome. We truly appreciate you guys, uh, especially you, Zach. Again, Zach, hit me with your Twitch account. That way I can plug it on the air, even though you tell me not to all the time. And that's bullshit. <laughs> Let me plug your Twitch, my man. Miguel says, awesome dynamite today. At least a four or five out of... Oh, we read that one. Luis! <laughs> Anakin says, incredible day. Nintendo gave us new Mario Strikers Earthbound. Yeah, they did. <laughs> well, I think... God damn. <laughs> Yeah. Someone's excited. This show is not brought to you by bluechew.com or the code Fightful. Um, it says new Mario Kart courses. AEW gave us Jay White, Keith Lee, D being badass, and a great main event. What a hype day. AW Pringles. JW Pringle says you watch Raw on Mondays, you watch SmackDown on Fridays, NXT 2.0 on Tuesdays, you watch the premium live events, and what do you get? Nothing, not a damn thing. AW knocks it out of the park Wednesday after Wednesday. Keep in mind, this is JW Pringle saying this, not me. So don't come at me, or else he's going to have to send one of those mental health super chats uh, soon enough, too, because y'all are making me sad all the time. But I'll tell you what won't make you sad. If you go to nordvpn.com slash Fightful, they have made an incredible investment in Fightful uh, and Fightful Select. A 30-day money-back guarantee if NordVPN is not right for you. But let me tell you, my friends, Nord will be right for you. You can avoid all the region blocking. You can surf in peace and safety and security. If you're on the hotel Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi, any of that, hackers can steal your data. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful because your internet traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel that protects your data and privacy. And you can use it on any of your devices, laptop, phone, smart TV, iPad, even your router. I had no idea that was even possible because I am not as technologically as advanced as uh, some of my other co-hosts like Robert, but you know what? It protects me. And not only that, I can access content from over 59 different countries by changing my virtual location with one click. Not only that, when you subscribe to like Netflix and Argentina or BT Sport, instead of buying those expensive UFC pay-per-views, you'll end up paying for yourself by ordering nordvpn.com slash fightful i love it man uh it is it has changed the way that i surf and it's the fastest vpn out there uh definitely it's, it's probably the sponsor that i use the most 
them or Helix because I'm in my bed eight hours a day. But um, I'm anchored to my desk all day. Always got Nord running. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get an additional month free as well. There's no risk, my friends. <sighs> there we go. There we go. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We're almost into this show. We're already almost through Super Chats. Zero Fear says, I don't have much to say. The whole show humped. Well, buddy, we love it. We love it. Jonathan McPherson says, we'll need to go back and rewatch the actual wrestling tonight because I was <laughs> I was so absorbed with the great episode of TV. Long live all of this. Alex, that's one of the things I like. When AEW's firing on all cylinders, it's just a good television show mm-hmm. beyond a good wrestling or sports entertainment show. Yeah, everything seems to kind of flow in, in a way that like that it doesn't feel like for example i don't see a lot of people entering and then we go to commercial and then we come back from a commercial and do three backstage segments and then we enter the other person and we start the match 17 minutes later i don't see that happen a lot it just feels like it's a natural progression of things moving along it doesn't feel like i'm ever bored or waiting for something to happen uh they used to have a problem where they were rushing from segment to segment and I don't feel like they're doing that either. I think they've really settled into a really good pace. Yeah, but is AEW presenting the first hour commercial free, Alex? <laughs> Guys, uh, even though Zach will probably yell at me, he just he just sent another fifty dollars super chat. There he goes. He, he he put it. He put it. He told me his Twitch, but he put it in a fifty dollars super chat. He said only because <laughs> you asked. Twitch.tv, damn underscore its underscore smidget. That's D-A-M underscore I-T-S underscore S-M-I-G-E-T. I can't stream because most of my stuff I'm waiting for to arrive for my move. That's why I don't plug it, but he doesn't do it for a plug. Well, you know what, guys? Go follow him anyway. I'm going to leave that down there for a little bit. Sorry, Alex. It'll cover up your name, but I think everybody knows yeah. it by now. I hope so. <laughs> but we got the MJF celebration that kicked everything off tonight. Uh, we've got the individual entrances, and I got to be real. Those life-size cardboard cutouts fooled me as I would look down at my phone and look up. I'm like, who all's in the ring? And I'm like, oh, those are just life-size cutouts. Wardlow is setting them up. FTR come out with their music. Uh, Dax with an ill-fitted suit because he doesn't like dressing like that and was all too excited to get naked later on. We got uh, Sean Spears, who has a dope theme song. And then we get MJF being brought out King Mabel style on, on the throne. And he's got, the, he's got his two seconds. He's got two beautiful women with him, one of which Gabby Ortiz, who is uh, now famous from the Thunder Rosa meme, where she's upside down in front of Thunder Rosa's face. And then MJF's shoot girlfriend. And if you didn't know, he made it abundantly clear, Robert. <laughs> he sure did. And I mean, MJF is riding high, man. He is in the prime of his career clearly got a beautiful lady by his side he's got maybe the greatest faction assembled right now he is everything he says he is and that just makes him that much more obnoxious i think this segment what do you think alex uh man it's so it's so crazy to say like it's I don't know if it's my top five things that happened on the show tonight, but it was also almost perfect. Is that possible? Like it was it was just really, really like Wardlow coming out with the cardboard cutouts 
just walking down to the ring like I don't care, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he gets there, sits in the cupboard, cutouts, and then Justin Roberts is like the legendary <laughs> Tully Blanchard with the greatest tag team in the world, FTR. But Wardlow never got it, got a big introduction. And then the, when they made Roberts like introduce MJF, and it was this long thing, and he really hated it. And eventually he had to say uh, he he beat uh, Shazam Punk twice in the ma 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 Midwest. Like all of that, Roberts was great. All of them were just fantastic in this in this segment. Um, uh, I loved the beginning of this with um, with MJF's promo, and then when 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 the whole thing turned. It got kicked up another notch. It was great. I loved this. CM Punk came out, and uh, this this didn't feel like scripted or manufactured. Like I I don't even mind when people trip over their words a little bit in their promos, Robert, because it's like there's genuine anger and emotion there. CM Punk brings out Sting and Darby Allen, and what I love is. This didn't have much of anything to do with the fact of the tag match later. It was a bit of a swerve on on a show where we're full of surprises anyway. Um, but there was a lot of there's a lot of weaving in and out of segments tonight. Yeah, and they're friends, and I like that. It's like, no, I learned I'm not stupid. I have friends this time, and they have baseball bats. And it's here's what we're gonna do. You can either give me the match I want, which is a rematch, or you know, I'm just gonna go down there and beat your ass. And by the way, I'm talking to Wardlow because Wardlow beat me, which just incenses oh, MJF. That was that was the top moment where he's like, "I want a rematch," and then he's like, "Not not you, Wardlow." That's that's what I want. I was like, "Oh," but I mean, honestly, if I were CM Punk, I wouldn't want anything to do with that rematch. He got his no. fucking ass kicked, right? Um, as did Blade. We're going to kind of weave three segments in together. Rayo says, Wardlow's Batista-style face turn is going to hump. Well, this uh, featured Blade getting offense early. He attacked early. Uh, now, also, we had a super chat that Bako5 says, MJF should see Dr. Britt Baker to get that girl's tonsils out from between his teeth. <laughs> and Sawyer says, that was a five-star episode before MJF even finished his entrance then who boy <laughs> um shazarn says can i donate five more aussie dollars for alex and kate to keep going next month also <laughs> didn't punk challenge wardlow that got brought up then missed it didn't get brought up he did he, he indicated that that's the person he was actually interested with e- interested in even though he beat wardlow quote unquote right and lost to mjf in reality, he knows that he didn't lose to MJF. He right. did lose to Wardlow. Right. I, I think a, a part of what I got from it was that, like, I want a rematch with the guy who beat me in Chicago. But it wasn't you, MJF. Yeah. It was Wardlow. Sure. Because if he didn't bring down that ring, you never would have beaten me. And I think that was part of it. Um, And the fact that he was the only one who acknowledged that in the segment, because MJF didn't, Spears didn't, FDR didn't, I, I thought that was that was kind of cool. Honestly, when they said um, you have to find a partner to beat FTR, and if you do, then you can have your rematch. But if not, you got to go away. But it can't be Sting and it can't be Darby. I was like, is Punk gonna pick Wardlow? That was my immediate first thought. Would be like that would be amazing if like you would like. To, would you like to get back at your little at your little buddy? Like that would be really at least offer him the chance, and then we get to see what, what Wardlow would do. 
He didn't do that, obviously, but that was the first thing that went through my mind because they have set up this whole Wardlow thing so well that I'm always just itching for that moment where he turns. Like, I just can't wait for it. So every time I'm thinking of new and interesting ways for him to do it, I love it. Then he had the match. Uh, sorry to sorry to jump around, guys, but then he had the match, and uh, Blade got some offense in, which is okay because he attacked him early, attacked him low, attacked him from behind, and this went through a commercial break. That's good. Let Wardlow work himself up to some of these longer matches. Then Wardlow eventually gets the win by power bombing Blade repeatedly, which is what everybody comes to see. Man, when I was a kid, the power bomb was the move. Now, granted, Kevin Nash and Sid weren't throwing the best ones out there, but still, there was there was almost nothing that rivaled a good power bomb, and I love to see that. Liam Daly says, "I love Butcher and the Blade. Both are in their forties, and I don't expect them to be champs." but really enjoy what they bring into AEW, and I miss their podcast. You got to have guys like Butcher and the Blade. You got to have guys because somebody's got to like be the glue, and somebody's got to help make other people while still appearing on the level to where that, that can provide something. Um, this match was exactly what it should have been, Robert. Yeah, this, this is awesome. Everything Wardlow is doing is working. The only way they can miss is if they prolong it for too long before he turns on MJF. And even then, maybe it just makes people want it more. I don't know if they can miss with this. Cleo says, I guess AEW can't tell stories, according to Jimmy. That's not what he said. He said that a lot of the mid-card and um, uh, some of the other contracted talent has been without story. And I, I do agree with that. James Draws says, that is good AEW. Well, thanks, James. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it is good AEW. It is good AEW. <laughs> it is that, good AEW. I, I think it's supposed to be read like that was some good AEW. <laughs> okay, okay, but hey, I listen, mean, I, that's how we're gonna do it. That's how yeah. we're gonna rock it. Uh, Chuck Cassis says Dynamite was amazing. Loved the whole show. On a different note, I have a first date Friday and I'm hella nervous. I need advice. Much love. God bless. Okay, don't throw up on her. No, nope, bad. Don't say mean things. Mm -hmm. That's already two pieces of advice right there. Well, and maybe wait before you reveal that you're actually super into wrestling. You know, I mean, ease into that. Don't seem too eager about the fact that you love wrestling and that you asked three wrestling podcasters for dating <laughs> advice. Don't don't mention that. That's my <laughs> advice is definitely yeah. don't. But you know what? Maybe she'll find it charming. Maybe she'll find it charming. I don't think she will. I don't think she will. Never know. Jane Beard says, this Wardlow's first heel versus heel match that shows progression in his eventual face turn. Um, I'd have to go back and look at his. I'm pretty like, sure it is, but, you know, he's almost full baby face here. Uh, as I'm looking, like, I, he's faced some. Yeah, I think it is his first uh, heel hmm. match, or at least recently. Recently, yeah. So we had that unfold, and then we had FTR agreeing to face uh, CM Punk and a partner of his choosing, a friend of his choosing, because MJF didn't want to do it. Later on, CM Punk brings out his friend. Now, keep in mind, he's on Twitter saying, Samoa Joe, you in town? What a troll. <laughs> Are you in the country? <laughs> like yeah, you in the country? Oh, that's good. Well, he brings out John Moxley. Get the hose. Get the freaking hose, buddy. 
Yeah. This um, is this is yeah. like I imagine CM Punk is sitting at home watching AEW before he signs and just goes, "Yeah, I want to do that. Eventually I'm just going to do that." And nights like tonight show why he probably loved professional wrestling to begin with. And he got to interact with Tully Blanchard, which who the hell would have ever thought you'd live to see CM Punk and Tully Blanchard interact? Well, Tom Lavalley says, my first thought for Punk's partner is Cabana. Don't know if he's in America yet. Buddy, um, you stand much as much of a chance of Cabana teaming with Punk while he's in Australia as you do in America. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'll say about that. They, they're not on good terms. James uh, or Jane Beard says, what is Wilford Brimley's opinion of that opening promo segment between Punk and Pinnacle? <laughs> it was so sweet. It gave me diabetes. Thank you. <laughs> well, this match ruled. I got sold a ticket multiple times on this. There was a one janky spot and that was totally Blanchard at 331 years old oh, oh, attempting oh, oh, to take a GTS. Well, buddy, get just getting him to stand upright was the toughest part of this. Poor Tully sandbagging for life. In fairness, like he never went up in a Samoan drop position. Who was going to get him up there? Maybe Hawk or Animal, but they're going to do whatever they wanted. Oh, my God. Well... I got sold a ticket on the belt shot. I thought that was going to be it. I Me too. We were going to be like, oh my God, they beat him. Uh, on the roll up off of the Tully thing, I thought that was going to be it as well. There were some great spots in this match. Just really good tag team wrestling. I, I mean, I, I think FTR are the best tag team in the world, bar none. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, if we're talking in general, I think it's pretty competitive. If we're talking about teams that, honest to God, follow the rules of tag team wrestling. Then there's FTR, and then on a completely different page is everybody else. Uh, but the Doomsday device was magnificent. Chris Rain super yeah. chatted about that. I just I just love the presentation of them, Alex. Daniel R says, I freaking love their theme. It's great. It sounds right out of the 80s. Moxley's the best. Glad he's healthy. Doesn't owe me anything. Sorry, Bully Ray, but he's the best. This was great tag team wrestling, oh. and I... I'm okay with two of the best singles wrestlers on earth as portrayed by AEW beating this tag team, especially with all the, the, the convoluted uh, right. stuff that happened. Uh, uh, me too. Um, I, I, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Moxley has a history of being a great tag team wrestler in his past. Um, and Punk is really trying to win because it means so much more to him to get that victory. So I, I can, I, I'll, I'll allow for it that way. And also, a lot of the extraneous stuff that ended up screwing themselves over was introduced by FTR. They were, they were doing stuff. They probably, they, if they had just wrestled a straight up tag match, they probably might have beat them. But they were like, let's introduce this thing and do stuff outside the ring and all extra train, extraneous stuff. If they hadn't done that, maybe they would have won. I like the psychology of that, too. Um, uh, they kept on trying to get to that uh, GTS and Paradigm Shift spot, double th and they finally did, and it was great. There was one moment that I didn't love that it kind of made Dax look bad, as he was standing right there next to the, the pinfall, and Mox got, took too long to get back yeah. in the ring, and he kind of had to wait for him. But other than that, I thought this thing was almost note perfect. Um, it was a great 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 match and it might not have been my favorite match on the show this was such a great top to bottom episode of dynamite it's hard to pick out something that i loved more than anything else 
Nerd yeah, Guru this is my favorite match on the show. Hold on, Nerd Guru, Nerd Guru says the GTS Paradigm sh Shift combo was chef ki Chef's Kiss. Um, Robert, how did you feel about about like the, the cohesion of Moxley and Punk, who are, you know aren't a standard team? They're not a standard team, but they are two guys who are kind of cut from the same cloth. Punk has the tag team history with Cabana and stuff like that. He's tag team champions with Kofi. Mox was one of the shield, so it's not like he doesn't know how to do this. And I'll allow it because I'm sure they were all chomping at the bit to work together. Yeah. And Punk had to win this and did. And they made it look damn good. This was tag team wrestling at its best. The spot where uh, Cash twists Punk's knee because Dax pushes him to the floor. That's just so good. It's uh, it's the best wrestling match on the show. I, I really like Irene's super chat here. Very into Brian likely feeling betray or betrayed that Mox teamed with Punk a week after he invites him into to run this place in Dynamite. So much potential, Irene. I love this because it's one of those little things that can launch a feud. It's it's just amazing. Sawyer says, speaking of dating advice, get yourself someone who loves you as much as FTR love the tag rope. Every yes. team should love the tag rope, and every ref should make sure. It should be an arranged marriage between every tag team and the tag rope. Yeah. And and like the, the referee is making sure it happens. It should always be the case. Jambeard says, take some blue chew on your first date. Bako5 says, if you're going on a first date, make sure you're as slick as a baby seal. Get yourself a lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Code Fightful. Again, not sponsoring this show. Neither <laughs> one of them. Think of some Nord or some Helix stuff. You want to bed them down? Make sure you use helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Impress them. She'll be like, God, he really invested in this. What is about to happen? She'll be very impressed. Evangelina Gray says, never mind me jamming out to FTR's entrance twice in one night. Isn't it wonderful when we don't have to hear a word out of Dan Lambert's mouth? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to the main event, but that was like that was Do we have to? We, we I mean we can mention it the fact that he the fact that he was there and actually did something to help his client, yes, which wasn't talking. And did great. Yeah. Did great. Jam Beard says, I love the fact that a small detail of this was that punk is a straight edge guy picking a freshly sober mox. That's good stuff too. C says seeing Mox and Punk or seeing Mox, Brian, and Punk in a whole new team would hump. I mean, there were there was a point uh, several years where we didn't think two thirds of those guys would ever wrestle again. So I'm pretty sure um, Punk was just happy to be in the ring with Mox and not shit himself. So you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, Matthew says a masterpiece Mid South wrestling tag match by surprise in the middle of the show. All time great episode of Dynamite. Tony got them in with the promise of surprises, then showcased how AEW can literally do everything. Uh, Tony posted a very interesting note on the surprises and which we're going to talk about uh, in a bit. But Brendan says, love the tag match. People seem to forget that Moxley never lost the AEW title fairly. Omega had to cheat to beat that guy. Oh, he hasn't forgotten nope, that. That's though. right. And um, Brian Danielson didn't forget that either because no. Brian Danielson mentioned it in the promo. Nobody else on the show is talking about it. But Brian Danielson talked about it, and I think there's a reason for it. Signed 87 says, Mox, Punk, Danielson, Stable, that's what I want from this. Um, I think that would be fantastic. I love that. 
Yeah, I, 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 the thing about Danielson is this the way that he's doing stuff, um, trying to get Mox to, 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 to go along with him. Uh, I love the idea of him seeing Mox and Punk teaming together and him getting jealous in some way and saying like, you know, like, oh, you know what? Remember how I was saying that I wanted you to be world champ and I'd be TNT champ? I kind of thought better of that. And I think I'd like to be AW world champ. So why don't you go hang out with your new best buddy, CM, and I'm going to take these guys I recruited and we're going to come for your neck. How about that? I, I think now, there's see, really cool stuff you could Brian's do. Brian's not that petty. Brian's going to look at this and go, see, Punk gets it. Punk is a similar minded guy. So you're getting on board. I don't think Brian is that petty. James says, I heard that Tony is requesting Danielson to work on mentoring Jade. Thoughts? Well, a couple weeks ago, Jade Cargill was on Grapsity, uh, the fantastic Grapsity show that airs every Saturday here on Fightful with Will Washington and Righteous Reg, who are featured on the new AEW album, as well as Phil Lindsay. And she said she's been working with Brian Danielson, yep. which leads me to say, watch the fuck out, because um, that's bonkers. That's yeah. just and and not only that, the fact that she's doing it, I love it. And um, I, Brian Danielson has a lot of pride in his work, and I'm sure a lot of pride in the work of someone that he tutors and That's mentors. Cadillac Carson says, if you're going on a first date and her plan is to try to hack your internet, you might need a good VPN to help protect yourself. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Well, if you're on that first date, you better bring some protection because you never know where the night will lead it might lead you out of your home region and you might want to watch some of those region block shows with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Zach Schimmel, you madman. He says, SRS is the true Fightful champion. I'm passing out now. My God. My God. Miva Lamadri says, thanks. Well, thank you for the super chat. And Valab says, Zach Schimmel's better than me. And I know it. <laughs> Uh, Zach, we get, we keep getting humper chats about your smile, Robert. Zach says another five I, I bucks just to see you smile. Well, that's that's great. I'll take it. Thank it's you. A, it's enough to warm even the coldest of hearts. Well, it warms my heart, so yes, it is. Well, that's nice. Bako Five says, "What stip do you think Punk and MJF will have in their rematch? Steel cage would, at least. Yeah, I would like for them to go something old school, mm -hmm. like an old school steel cage. Listen, hear me out. I would love AEW to bring like a." blue bar steel cage in punk yeah. don't want to you don't want to bump in a blue bar steel cage <laughs> of course you don't that's the thing like everybody knows how violent yeah. it is now brendan says trios match punk mox danielson versus proud and powerful and eddie kingston who feels betrayed by mox oh yeah eddie yeah, kingston familiarizes himself with a couple of people that he knows he can rely on yeah. and that's what i like andrade's backstage he meets Stang and Darby Allen. I loved this Andrade promo, Alex. I like, I even like Sting being like, uh, he's not a kid. He worked for himself. <laughs> and both he and Darby Allen, both Andrade and Darby Allen saying, I'm going to be the next TNT champion. And Andrade's like, you're going to work for me. Like his accent, even like his, mm -hmm. his slowly recited English, I think adds to this. It's calculated. Yeah. He, he's making sure that you understand exactly what he says so there's no confusion. You will work for me one day. And Sting goes, uh, sounds like he means it, bud. Good luck. <laughs> I like this, Alex. Uh, I did too. Uh, the, the thing I like the most about it is Andrade 
putting putting a little bass in his very soft voice when he says, "I am going to be the next TNT champion," um, which which I mean, you you want to talk about a guy who I want to see wrestle brand new opponents every two weeks for like six months? Andrade's that guy because he he could put together some bangers with just about anybody. So like I I, I would love it if that was if that was where that we wound up. But the fact is that there's also four or five other guys probably going to be in that ladder match that I'm be like, you know what? If they wanted, it wouldn't be so bad either. So I'm I'm very very excited for where we're going with that. Uh, I dug this promo. We got a super chat from Jambeard saying, "Give me a TNT ladder match of Lee Wardlow, Sky Andrade, Darby, two others, hopefully Miro." I like off the top of my head, there are so many good options for that ladder match. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of them. Uh, Rerun says, loving this metal lucha bastard cheerleader corner of the AW universe. And Daniel says, would love Death Triangle to be some sort of offshoot because of how uh, of the House of Black. Not sure if I can explain it, but I guess I like Black's hired guns. Robert, how'd you feel about this? Great. I mean, Andrade saying you're going to work for me and finally saying I'm going to be champion. That's what wrestling boils down to. You need to be champion to be somebody. I love that he just doesn't get over. No, Sting does not control Darby. It's like he can't fathom somebody not working for anyone else. They mm-hmm. can just work for themselves. Well, his last two super chats were in regards to Penta. Ray Velez says, I'm excited for Penta Oscuro. And Lord Jackson says, that was the most dynamite episode to ever dynamite. We got Lee White, that tag, even a second woman's match. And holy shit, Pentagon Dark. I like Pentagon switching to Pentagon Dark. In the meantime, if Ray's out for a while, it makes all the sense in the world to me. What doesn't make all the sense in the world to me is Chris Jericho demanding that this inner circle meeting happen in the ring in front of a crowd. This is why I always say, if you are a wrestling company and you have somebody come out to the ring to cut a promo, send an interviewer. Because if they walk out, in on on an elevated stage in front of thousands of people and go here are my problems with this person people are usually going to say we don't care quit bitching go settle it somewhere else unless they are scheduled for an interview and that person is prompted and says why do you have this issue with this person Mm -hmm. well they are then prompted and it seems less whiny chris jericho However, in this situation, I think it works because Chris Jericho's character is such an egomaniac, Alex. I can just see your heart swelling with pride over how I'm analyzing this right now. He's such an egomaniac, and all of his buddies know it too. They're like, we could have done this somewhere else. They didn't say it verbally. And I think the reason that LAX didn't say it verbally were because or proud and powerful is because they rarely get the opportunity to say things verbally. So if they gotta if they gotta capitalize on this opportunity to take a mic from Jericho and say, hey, shut your mouth while I'm talking, they're gonna do it. Alex, I'm gonna I, I'm sitting here saying first crack at it. I, I barely tapped the egg. You can crack it open. Um so this was my favorite thing that happened on the show because to me I was I was still so scared of where this might go. Of course. And it's it 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 came off perfect. Perfect. Like if I had said, okay, so what is your dream for how this thing would go? You write it out. Somebody told that to me. I would have written this. A, Jake Hager never spoke a word. He just stood by Jericho the whole time looking menacing. That's what he should be. He should be that guy. 
Like, I, I think that's a really great role for him. Um, I love Jericho coming down as an egomaniac, a narcissist. We're going to have this thing out. Everyone's going to tell me how great I am and that they still want to be my friend in the middle of my throng of singing fans. That's what a narcissist would do. That makes sense. Sammy's there because he's Jericho's buddy still. And then Santana and Ortiz come down to their own music and they stand across from them. And Santana has an amazing promo. And he kept on saying, I don't know why you're raising that mic to your lips, Jericho. It's not your time to talk yet. I'm still talking. That was so great because it built to which was a, a fantastic promo that, 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 that actually said, every time you get in trouble, we got to put everything else on hold and come save your ass. Am I lying? Like, that was so great. He said to the people, am I wrong about this? No, everyone's like, no, you're not. This was so good. And then he says, now, I know I've been talking a lot, but here's what you should need to do. You need to, you need to thank my man Ortiz right now. Because if it wasn't for him, I would have dropped your ass a long time ago. Now you may speak. Like, everything that Santana did was so perfect. And then he had Sammy trying to play Peacemaker, but Jericho snaps him. You know what? Says Sammy, I don't need this. I'm trying to focus on being the best TNT champ in the world. I'm out. I mean, if you guys figure this out, maybe I'll come back. But I'm out. And then we get this stare down with Ortiz getting a great promo on, on, on Jericho and Jericho being all up in his feelings. Like you, you have to be my best friend. Cause I say, so, you know what? Let's have a, let's have a fight. And then after we beat you, then, then maybe you'll see reason. And when he says, after we smack the taste out of your mouth, Santana turns to the camera and starts cutting like, like, like he's on an episode of The Office doing takes to the camera. It was beautiful. It, there was more personality seen from Santana or Ortiz in this segment than they've been allowed to show in the entirety of the inner circle. This was so great. I loved everything about this. Now, the only thing that actually makes this work is if or, Santana or Ortiz win next week. Because if they lose, then the whole thing goes back. And <laughs> that's the work. problem, pal. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win next week. We'll see, but I'm not sold that this isn't just, hey, I'm elevating you because I'm letting you, you right. know, rip me to shreds, but I'm still going to beat you because I'm Chris Jericho, and that's that's it. So, By the way, uh, does anyone point... actually believe that Jake Hager would have either okay, Homicide or Hernandez on speed dial? Let me get to that super chat. Uh, Mike Preventer said there's a 0% chance Hager has Homicide's number. <laughs> Incorrect! <laughs> They were both in the battle riot in MLW together in 2018. Also, Jake Hager competed against Hernandez in two matches yeah. on Lucha Underground. He knows them. Yes. I, so I guess. I still don't buy for a second that he would have their numbers on speed now. I did think that, that Ortiz's stuff seemed a little bit more like rehearsed and like it needs to be a little bit more natural. Santana is definitely the, the leader on the, on sure. the promo there. Uh, but Anakin said Santana rivaled Brit with those camera looks. They were very different camera looks <laughs> than, than what we see out of Brit Baker. I'm Malucha says, can't wait to see proud and powerful kick Jericho's ass. That's go away. Heat Jericho, please read, write it. The writing on the wall. Well, Sammy says, uh, I'm tired of dealing with this. I want to be the greatest champion ever. If you guys don't get this shit sorted out, I'm hitting the bricks just like I hit the bricks before. So um, he's made himself clear here. Now, we were saying in May this they should have split up anyway. They should they have. Should've. If this is a launching pad for Santana and Ortiz, 
then okay. So nine months, okay, that's a bummer. But if it's a launching pad for them, great. Because Hager's not, it's not going to work as a launching pad for Hager. Jericho doesn't need the launching pad and Sammy doesn't need the launching pad. Santana and Ortiz does. Yep. Dante says Santana is one of the best talkers in all of AEW. Very natural. Yeah, he was very good in this. Liam says, shout out to you gents for great work as always. I love Chris Jericho. He's the GOAT and the reason I flocked to AEW, but it feels like he's come off the rails and isn't must-see for me anymore. And I think in character, his teammates recognize that as well. Brent Lockman says, I don't need the inner circle war. It's a natural story. It's natural progression. I'm rooting for... If it ends quickly... If it ends quickly and the right people win, then I'm yeah. fine. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. Jar, actually, that's a different super chat area. Uh, Robert Aquatics says, can't get enough of Andrade right now. He's doing great work. Yeah. And Eloquent says, as much as I'm glad Proud and Powerful looked to leave uh, Inner Circle, I'm glad Jericho brought up that he had nothing to do with them losing their one title mm-hmm. shot to the Bucks. Yeah, Jericho brought that up. Um, he brought up, oh, you did get a title shot like a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. A year ago. And they seemed to be in prime position to get a title shot from the Lucha Bros. But whoops, Jericho picked a fight with Dan Lambert's friends. So now they got to back him up in a five on five Minneapolis street fight instead. And like, and, and that's, that's their point. They were all primed to be, they were in one of the, in the top five of the rankings, but they couldn't wrestle regular tag matches because they had to go and back up Jericho's behind. And I think that that actually rings true as well. I liked it. Daniel says Santana versus Gresham at Terminus is going to be fire at will. I I like the way that Terminus is booking their stuff. And Jambeard says, do you think that Jericho brings in a new team to replace Proud and Powerful and Inner Circle turns heel again? Maybe a team like AOP. I haven't heard anything on the AOP front. So sad because those guys were really special in my eyes but i mean i I can't imagine it's them considering we haven't heard anything about them but i would not put it past jericho to recruit somebody new to replace those guys yeah i i would just i'd like to see them move on i do too i i I, I would too but i can't i I wouldn't put it past jericho to do it yeah it's just it's just not not gonna work for me anymore yep uh cambeard says on top of getting slicked up with the manscape tool and staking taking some blue chew when you get her home, use NordVPN to get you some of that Netflix outside the USA. Then let bed her on a Helix bed, and you can both have some Magic Spoon in the morning. Good job. Good job. You left out Athletic Greens, and let me tell you, you want to make sure your multivitamin is digested. You don't want to have, you don't want to have an upset stomach. Graham Media talks about the cup or the Crockett Cup and says, why not Ugly Ducklings, Grunt Style, Rock and Roll Express, Good Brothers, or FTR? Then the winner gets the NWA tag belts. Um, I don't, I don't know what NWA is paying, but I mean, AEW had to pay for their own women to, to work an NWA show. So I think that's probably why. And I don't know how much of an inner integration there is with impact and NWA on a, a monthly basis anymore. Riga says if Santana and Ortiz win next week, uh, it feels a little soon. If Jericho cheats to win and extends it a little to make their victory a little bigger, and really chattered the inner circle, perhaps culminating in the pay-per-view, that feels fine. I disagree. Nope. That is I too think... much WWE booking. They need to win next week, otherwise it's not going to matter. Yes, I think they need to win first crack. First crack at it, they let him go. I, I, Robert, I think that would, would make them look like more of a threat, like everything that they've 
been complaining about is rooted in in realism. Oh yeah, and they're the better team. Jericho and Hager, they're not a great established tag team. I would not like here's something they might do is they might have Jericho try to cheat to win, like you get the bat or something, and he is foiled by Eddie Kingston, which allows Proud and Powerful to get the victory, and then you have the Eddie Kingston and, and Jericho uh, blow-off singles match. That might be what they do. Bako 5 asks if the Briscoes are getting into AEW. Haven't heard of anything since the, uh, since the time they were backstage. Alicia says, not looking forward to when more AEW contract expire. And Twitter goes crazy saying it's the same thing as WWE batch releases. Okay, so usually I don't even dignify that. I mean, I dignify a lot of stupid shit on Twitter. But this is one of those. It's like, if you're even bothering to make that argument, like, you you don't want to hear. I mean, sports contracts are for a specific amount of time. And at the end, if it's a mutually agreed upon thing, you can extend it. And if it's not agreed upon either side, you can leave or you can go elsewhere. That's the nature of contracts. Some of them expire. You move on. You go to a different team. Hiring people, getting them to move from a different continent around the world, then cutting them loose in a few months, having them sell their wrestling schools, having them quit their day jobs, and then firing them in a couple of months and then saying, well, here's 90 days. That's not the same. It's not the same. Um, It's just not the same. Dante says, with an influx of new signings coming to AEW the next few months, do you see any of the following guys getting lost in the shuffle? Starks, Hobbs, Dante, the acclaimed. The acclaimed, maybe. Hobbs, maybe. Ricky, absolutely not. Dante, absolutely not, because his brother will be back before long. I just wish Leo would have hung around and they could have saw that, that through. Me too. Rangers Mayhem said, didn't Jericho and Hager already beat Proud and Powerful when they were deciding who was the top tag team in the inner circle? I can't even remember back Isn't that, that Jericho far. and MJF because it was Sammy Hager because yeah. Jericho thought that yes. was hilarious. Yes, that was There it. you go. Yeah. Surprise number one. <laughs> First off, this feud will never end because now they've added Rocky Romero and Jay White to it. Yeah. And backstage or outside... You got Beretta and Rocky, and they're talking some trash. And the Young Bucks are there. Adam Cole are there. They beat him up. And they say, oh, look who's here. And it's Switchblade Jay White. Now, I'm not going to reread the tweet storm that a very excited Tony Khan went on Friday night, (laughs) but he mentioned Forbidden Door, debut, free agent signing. And then tonight, Tony Khan posted... The following tweet, and I got to say, hats off to him. Instead of correcting himself and saying, hey, guys, I screwed up. I didn't really mean forbidden door because the forbidden door was a term coined by Hiroshi Tanahashi to Mm -hmm. reference New Japan to AEW and has since been uh, sort of flexed to mean other companies to other companies if you're under contract, sharing talent, et cetera, et cetera. Tony Khan said, I didn't secure Jay White until Sunday. I realized after the fact on Friday, I butchered my own definition of the forbidden door and hyping tonight. I heard the fans feedback and wanted to ensure that tonight was special dynamite for all. Thank you to everyone who watched. Uh, I mean, there have been plenty of things to criticize Tony Khan about over the last couple of months. 
got to give him an incredible amount of credit for for doing this, Robert. One one of the best lines I've ever heard. For, I mentioned it today. Bruce Pritchard says, "If you're gonna have a replacement, you got to over deliver." Tony Khan had an error, and he's like, "Well, let me step it up. Let me let me fix it as best I can." I thought this is pretty good. I think this is about as good of a forbidden door entry as you can get. Jay White right now, yeah, is Mister Bullet Club. Adam Cole, Young Bucks, so many of the guys in AEW were Bullet Club. This was awesome. I can't wait to see where this goes. I want Jay White to sign with them eventually, whenever he's free to do so. Oh, in like 2047 yeah, or whatever? 20, in like 50 years, you know, he can sign. He tells me that he doesn't have like some like insane contract, but uh, Voices of Wrestling insists that he does. I guess we'll see. We got a lot of super chats about this. Fightful Trainee says, we'll finally get the payoff for the end of Slammiversary. I am still so confused by that. Patrick says, how long is Jay White here for? Well, he's in the States. Like, he just, he does the New Japan US shows all the time. Chris Rain says, Jay freaking White, credit to Reckless Speculation, Sean Ross Sapp. I mean, I'll take all the credit and none of the responsibility. I think everybody's angling for credit for Keith Lee and Jay White because everybody speculated it. So there you go. Um, I am Malucha said, give me Switchblade and G.O.D. versus the Elite versus Undisputed for the trios titles, please. Alex, that's kind of what I want to see unfold here. But considering this was put together Sunday, I doubt that it will. There's still some unresolved Bullet Club Elite stuff here that I, I want to see. More than that, I want to see Tom and Tonga get on Twitter and show his ass and, and cuss at people some more. <laughs> but, but what did you think about Switchblade Jay White? I, I, I did love, um, uh, this. And then also, uh, the, the promo afterwards that they did, you know, with Brandon start rolling, um, that whole, like you could have like told us that you were doing this. Like, don't worry. Hey, Hey guys, this is me. It's Adam, your buddy, Adam, you got to trust me, man. And, uh, and then he leaves like, Brandon, do you know about this? Um, I think I've read about it on Reddit. I love it. <laughs> that was just so great. Listen, the the thing about this is there are uh, I, what I love about AEW so often gives us something, and then I look at it and I go, well, there's like eight or nine branching stories you could do from this moment forward, as opposed to well, this happens, oh, and then this obviously happens, and then this obviously will eventually happen. Like it feels like I honestly don't know what they're doing. They're they're planting seeds of like. Uh, Jay White and Kenny Omega like hate each other. So like, there's that thing that's going on. The Bucks are kind of confused about whether or not they like it. Adam Cole's super on board. We don't know what Red Dragon feels about this whole thing because Kyle's home with his baby. Like who knows what happens when they show back up. All of these things could be very combustible in a lot of different ways. And I'm very excited. Jarl Azul says in the words of Ollie Davis, Bullet Club to AEW confirmed. The Corey said that Tony tweet, uh, brought up the Tony tweet. Uh, I... I like the transparency. I, I appreciate that. Chris Rain says, so is Tama Tonga going to keep teasing us on Twitter? His GIF response to Bullet Club for Life was awesome. I mean, Adam Cole wasn't around for the fracture. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Adam Cole brings Jay White to AEW, which he's taking credit for, but he wasn't around for that, which means to me, who just overreads into everything, well, he just wants to get at the Bucks and Kenny because they tried to kill him and he hasn't forgotten that. So now he's going to let them fight each other while the undisputed era forms 
a stronger unit and they eventually take over everything. Oh, and by the way, this plays into the main event as well. Yes. Jackalope J says, where's Red Dragon? They reformed weeks ago, but still haven't had a match and are no longer hanging with AC. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly had a child recently, so I'd imagine he's taking some time off there. Eloquent Switchblade JY or Switchblade uh, Cole Kenny Bucks Conundrum will be amazing to watch Unravel. Can't wait. Hoping and assuming Jay White remains a part of this show because Jay White is a television star. Johan says, Amazing Dynamite. The roster is stacked. Did I miss something about the announcement or was that meant to be Jay White? No, it was Keith Lee signing a, a contract with AEW, which we'll get into momentarily. Nerd Guru, Jay White being involved tosses a huge curveball in the elite because now there's three different areas. Omega side, Cole side, White side. All we need is Finn. I'm, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dig up some info and see like when's the deal up. <laughs> now, by the way, there's that other guy, Cody Rhodes, who's just walking around without a contract. He could do Cody. Bullet Club if he wants. Gallows and Anderson are on good terms with AEW. God is working like Impact stuff. They're like, working against the Good Brothers on the 19th. <laughs> I mean, that's Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Yeah. And to me, a lot of those, the, a lot of the parts to that sum are so much more great when they are integrated together. I mean, there's a few people in that I don't have really interest in watching their programs or teams unless it's something like this that plays off the history that helped launch All In and launch AEW. Lockman says, Cole brought in White Red Dragon and all people, all all people who have issues with the elite in the past. Fun times ahead. Because he's either oblivious or he's cunning about it, like yeah. Robert, like you're mentioning. Like either either he's really innocent, which doubt it, or he's like, let me fuck with these guys. <laughs> Nikolai says, What a show. So happy for Keith Lee. He looked great. Pop for Switchblade and Tomatonga reacting to AEW clips on Twitter is getting me hyped for whatever's coming down the road. I mean, you can trace back AEW and sort of some of the roots to Bullet Club, quite frankly, and what emerged from that. So yeah, I would love, honestly, if because, you know, the story was out there that Triple H offered them BTE on the network and all that. I would love for Adam Cole to go. I put in a good word for you with <sighs> Triple H, somebody who's you know very close to me. And you turn that down because you think you're going to try to ruin my life. Oh, no. You could be getting thrown doing. down the stairs by Harland. If you had played your cards right. Volob says, remember when Cody said Bullet Club is mine? I mean, fine. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mark Losper says, my God, now I want Devitt here so bad. And to me, that's the most interesting in Finn Balor I would be yeah. in a long time as well. Where, where is he? For real. Chilling in the cut. Robert says, OMG, Cole is going to bring in a Bushi, isn't he? To me, that's the oh. ultimate trump card for Kenny Omega in the future. And Kenny doesn't bring him in. Somebody brings Ibushi in, yeah. whether it be to reunite with Omega or just to throw Omega off because that is his soft spot. Kota Ibushi is his soft spot. Jorge Sandoval says, what a show. Maybe seeing future Bullet Club with Cole, Fish, and Kyle versus the Elite. Uh, my boy Robert looking hella suave. God damn. People telling you how pretty you are. Thank you. Robert says, any chance for Omega Young Bucks, Cole Red Dragon, White G.O.D. trios match, tear the forbidden door off the hinges. Thanks, Team Fightful. They did war games with multiple teams a few years ago, Alex. I don't yeah. see why they can't do it like this. Why not? 
You know who won that match? Three on three on three. Yeah. Just saying. You know who won that match? I just not the Bullet Club. (laughs) I guarantee you that. Nate says Cole was dead. He doesn't know what happened. Could you imagine if like people on wrestling shows or just in real life return from the dead at any degree near what television does? Like every drama series I watch has somebody that you thought was dead, but you didn't watch the explosion close enough. Yeah. Got to start paying attention to those. Stuplexer says was not expecting both Jay White and Keith Lee. Well, then you should have subscribed to FightfulSelect.com because this afternoon I did reckless speculation on the list and your boy. And I mentioned, Hey, not only am I hearing that Keith Lee is coming in, I'm hearing that Jay White might be I'm hearing multiple surprises. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Says so excited for what both can do. Very interested to see where they go with White, Cole, Omega. Would pay infinite money to see Omega and Bucks versus Cole and Red Dragon versus White and Gorillas of Destiny. And listen, I love Gorillas of Destiny. But Robert, how often do you have people saying, give me this G.O.D. dream match? Not very often. And right now, they're doing one in Impact and the other ones are waiting for them in AEW. And uh, Jay White is on Rampage this week. Vasily says, meantime, Cody's going to walk into the ring for a segment, the segment Walk with Rhodes. Uh, I, I did see, uh, I believe it was Garrett Kidney that said that Cody should have been revealed as the signing, then the real signing interrupted him. That would have been good heat. We, we are finally past the Jay White thing, but still get in your super chats. It's the little dollar sign below, or go to humperchats.com. They'll let you read or get your question or statement in. We'll read it, we'll answer it. JPEG score says, what if Hager turns on turns and Jericho is out? Well, if if Hager does turn Alex, I want to see him completely split. But honestly, yeah. honestly, I'm I'm not that into a Jake Hager singles run unless no. he leans into the Lambert stable, like maybe somehow. Um I think he and Archer could be maybe good as a team. Uh, but honestly, I'm like, let's just kind of keep Hager and Jericho together. Yeah, I I think that 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 Hager just backing up Jericho and you know doing whatever Jericho like Jericho's doing this and also starring Jake Hager is that I think the perfect role for him. Like it doesn't have to be much more than that. Daniel R says, "Who should challenge Britt Baker at Revolution? Don't see many challengers except Rosa. My hope is Serena Deeb. She seems like she could put on a great show with Baker, then build Deeb back up and have her win the Owen Hart Cup." I like that idea. Jade is firmly your champion. Britt is firmly your champion. And Rosa's next. I I mean, I don't want to see a hasty, like, three or two or three week build to Thunder Rosa. And I know that stretching it out to double or nothing, a lot of people don't want that either. I do. Um, I think that Deeb would be good. Um, well, I think. Who's tops in the rankings right now? Who's in the top three? Like, Robert! Right, now it, right now it's <laughs> Layla. Thunder Rosa, Red Velvet, Anna J, and another heel. So there's there's not enough time, but something that I would genuinely love is for Mercedes Martinez to like win four or five matches yeah. and get in that spot. And Britt's like, great, my my hired enforcer, you're going to just lay down for me. Like, no, I'm not. I want that belt, yeah. Chica. And then you actually have like that would be really cool. And then that would that would cause. Jamie Hader to have to step in. We get that. We get those matches, and then J- Jamie Hader says to Britt, "You know what? Screw you. I'm leaving." And that way, um, we get uh, Britt 
versus Thunder Rosa by herself. She doesn't have Jamie to throw in front of uh, Thunder Rosa anymore. There can be stuff there, you know? Unless they do the Jamie match at Revolution, I think it should be Anna. Like, Anna's on the rankings. Sure. She already beat Red Velvet. Yeah. There's no other baby faces. I think that match can work. Didn't she already lose to Britt, like, a few yeah. months ago, though? In, like, a, like a Dynamite a match like a, or, a, or a Rampage match? I, I would have been pre-death uh, match. So yeah, Serena wins the five-minute challenge, the, the professor five-minute challenge. Chris Rain says, I like that challenge. Hopefully it means we see a lot more Serena Deeb. Well, she's uh, 3-0 and this year now, as far as I know. And Shot Kid says, love the rookie challenge. If she has, doesn't sign with WWE, I think Roxy would be perfect to be the rookie to finally beat Deeb. Uh, well, she's, I mean, she'd be a rookie to them. Right. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I think I think WWE's going to hire Roxy. I think she's headed there for sure. Rashad says, I want the Deebs challenge then, now, forever. Do it with spare showtime. Do it during picture in picture. Just more Deeb, please. Um, I love it, Alex. Jonathan McPherson says that it's great because the whole angle will take about 15, 20 minutes start to finish. Build her over whoever she whoever beats her perfectly. That's why I think, like, I, even if they do it short-term and put her in there with Brit, even though they're both heels, People are invested in these two. Right. Britt can stay stuff like, I'm not a rookie. And then when she beats Serena Deeb, she can go be like, go back to beating rookies. And then Serena can win the Owen. I think there's a clear path to sure. capitalize, to doing a good story, a title match, rebuilding Serena, and then setting her up for another big run. Have they done a triple threat for the women's title ever? Not that I, know. I don't think so. I think because that's a I good think idea. That might be a good one to get like Serena Deeb in there and have Brit realize that if she, if she has to fight Serena Deeb by herself, she's going to lose. So she's like, um, triple threat. I also challenge Anna J. And then you could have like that thing right there. And then you could have Brit trying to make sure that she doesn't let Serena Deeb beat Anna J, but also keep Serena Deeb out of the ring so I could beat Anna J. Like there could be a fun thing there. One of my favorite matches the revival ever had in, in NXT was when there was a triple threat between them, DIY, and AOP, and how they reacted to a different heel team that they knew could kick their ass was so fa fascinating to me. I would love to see Brett, Brett Breaker do that kind of work with Serena Deeb. And realistically, you can put Anna in the ring with Serena and make it work because Anna's only had like, what, 30 matches total? I like that, yeah. I like that. Uh, Zach Schimmel says, not the best, but two women's matches. Just saying, I'll take the progress. I'll take the effort. We got the we got some additional segments as well. Uh, reminder, guys, his Twitch is down below. Please follow it. Uh, support him in any way that you can. Nurguru says, if NXT 2.0 fails, do you think AEW adds a Tuesday show? They got one. They already got one. Um, yeah. Dark or Dark Elevation. Um Gosh, which is it? It's dark that dark. airs on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Elevation. And even if for... NXT 2.0 fails, you got the Alex Kincaid show for two and a half hours. So what do you need that <laughs> we'll for? Let's talk about anything else. <laughs> oh, my God. They'll talk about whatever interview I did that day. It'll be a 15-minute interview, and the show will go three hours. <laughs> Riga says, any idea how long she this project has her away for? Because her returning eventually has a challenger after a streak of five-minute challenge matches. Seems like a good spot to pick. Uh, after that, pick up down the line after it's had time to breathe. Uh, I mean, I don't want Sheeta gone for months, but I think it does need a lot of time to breathe. And like I said, I think there's a clear path to beating rookies 
wrestling in I, I like the triple threat idea, then winning the Owen Cup. Yeah. Then Sheeta comes back. I think yeah. that would be really, really good. Uh C, you said, did your super chat of Deeb not get read? Uh, we will have Luis hunt that down uh and and I will make sure that that it gets read. Jay says, how about most of this card was a surprise and we saw the TBS champ on TBS? Yes, we did. We saw Jade Cargill and she did really well. Now, we're not going to say AQA is like the most technically refined wrestler in the world. There was one awkward spot where she was on the top rope and then just kind of hopped down. But buddy, she's got people saying, sign her now. Mike Preventure too said, sign her now, give her the Ricky Starks treatment. And a lot of people talking about the shooting star press. Cyanide says uh, the shooting star press was a thing of beauty. Chris says she's got an amazing one. First time seeing her. To me, Robert, this is a talent that you look at and you probably you get under some kind of deal because you see something's there eventually. I don't even know if it's a full-time deal, but you, you get something there. I believe NXT thought the same thing because they had her under contract pushed her quickly at the dying days of the black and gold because they could see that she has immense talent. And if nothing else, that shooting star is a thing of beauty. That is about as good as Matt Seidel did it when he was Evan Bourne. That is a great looking move. And they need to sign her quick. For a company that gets a lot of complaints about diversity, like that is a that's a signing that's ready made for you. She um she used that um in her first match, she used that shooting star press to get an upset victory over Tony Storm when Tony Storm was kind of being pushed uh, in NXT, and then they did nothing with it. Like they Sounds never capitalized right. it ever, and then she was released. So you know, big surprise. And but then Tony was released. Yeah, um, then Tony was released as well. I I I think she's she's got a, an incredibly bright future. One of the things that I love about her so much is her selling and her bumping. The way she sold for just being beat around. The, the outside of the ring, like she just couldn't quite get her legs under her, like kind of a thing. And then my favorite thing, she took a tour of the islands. She took Jeff Cobb's tour of the islands from Jade Cargill, which was awesome. And she was out and she was this dead, dead weighted up into the position for the jaded. And she, she woke up from unconsciousness while traveling toward the mat. And you could see her wake up and go, Oh shit. Like it was just, so great to watch her eyes recognize she was about to be knocked out for a second time in less than a minute. Like she has a great um, uh, capacity for being able to tell the story of getting beaten up with her eyes. Like it's, that's a, that's a big, that's a big uh, skill. A lot of people don't have. Also you have Jade Cargill working somebody who hasn't worked a ton of television. Yeah. Uh, AQ hasn't worked a bunch of matches herself. They've never worked together before, and they're doing it on live TV. So that that talks about the confidence that that Tony Khan has in Jade right now. Uh, Jam Beard says, now that we have the Limitless one, do we get Mrs. Limitless one coming to AEW anytime soon? Would love to see her be the one to beat Jade. That's I a would slam be, dunk and a half. I hope so. I would be shocked if Mia Yim signs with AEW. Nerd Guru says, I was a Jade hater. She has won me over. She rules. Um, man, it's incredible. And to plug Grapsity again a couple weeks ago, I'll probably isolate that interview soon uh, in case any of you missed it. But please check out that show in general. She gets it. 
she understands it. Sometimes just people who aren't in the business nonstop, they, they get things on a fundamental level because they're not jaded by a lot of the tropes and things, and they just get it. Brent says, never heard of AQA before tonight, but she was impressive. Hope she's sticking around. I would imagine after the reception tonight, she would be. Yeah. Shot Kid says, who got more airtime, AKA on that or AQA on that gorgeous shooting star press or Isaiah <laughs> on the beeliest of beals that have ever been bealed? Uh, AQA is the one getting all the love because unfortunately Isaiah was overshadowed. Yeah. Here's the super chat from C. It says, I love seeing Mommy Deeb in anything nowadays. She's become one of my favorites. This is how technical her wrestling is. No one touches her. She is a wrestler's wrestler. Yeah. Wrestlers love watching her wrestle. Anakin says the move Jay did before her finish was gnarly. Yeah, it was the tour of the islands. It is a it's an inverted power slam. Yes. Yeah, uh, hey, you know looking. what? Go to making a finisher. I've got. I actually I don't know if I've released it yet. Hmm. Well, I've got uh, a Jeff Cobb tour of the islands making a finisher uh, that either is out or will be out. Let me look. I can't even remember if I put it out. No, I didn't put it out yet. It'll come out eventually. Uh, but uh, talk to him about like per, like coming up with that move. Normhausen says, "Evening, boys. Who's the first woman to take a Jade Cargill moonsault? She said she can fly. Um, also, what was that corkscrew Uranagi call that looked nasty? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean there. I think oh, I think the, he's, he's talking about the tour. Of the, the tour Islands. of the islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that it's just." weird how like one simple switch of the body it's power slam yeah you're just bringing them the opposite direction yeah james says any word on when athena was coming in would love to see her do a nice program with jade don't think that's as much of a slam dunk now haven't heard much on that lately hmm. riga says are, are they looking to sign aqa as someone who just showed up she got a lot of time and looked really impressive commentary really struggled saying her name with a natural throat flow i struggle saying it on this show i yeah. keep calling her aqa or AKA. See, I couldn't even mispronounce it the right way. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think they have somebody who's unsigned get that much shine against Jade without having an idea that they want to sign that person. Yeah. Oh boy, we get the ass boys and Jurassic Express on Rampage. Sure, we don't got to add a ton to this. Urguru says if Finn were to come in and use his clout as the creator of Bullet Club and by osmosis the elite. Who would be in his part of all these factions? Um, Anderson and Gallows, the yeah. OGs. You yeah. got the OGs. Then you got uh, Jay Iron White. Squad. And then you got, you got Jay White and G.O.D. You've got Undisputed Era off doing their own thing. You've got uh, the Elite. And then, who knows, maybe down the line you got like Hangman and, and Cody and some other offshoot. Like there's there's a lot of different ways you can play this. Sawyer says, I want the Good Brothers to bring in Devitt just for the BTE content. Get that handsome hoot back in the ring. Well, you know, they say that they killed Adam Cole on BTE, but he's clearly not dead. Maybe he was just sleeping. Maybe he got a wonderful night's rest on his Helix sleep mattress, and for some reason, I don't have the overlay set. That's a shame. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. 
Helix is uh, so fantastic. It's changed the way I sleep. It's changed the way that I have lived. It has been fantastic for me. Uh, before I got Helix Sleep, I was only a back sleeper. That's it. Now I'm a back and a side sleeper. It's made me have a more versatile night's sleep. Uh, during the pandemic, I wanted a new mattress, did not want to go to a mattress store and roll around on something that a bunch of other sweat hogs had been laying on. So I found Helix Sleep. I took their quick questionnaire and I was matched up with the Dusk Lux mattress. I wanted something that supported me but was still soft and they helped me find it. So they sent me the mattress. It was perfect. It was exactly how I had outlined in that questionnaire. And I've got the best night's sleep of my life. I, every every night that I sleep on this mattress is better than the previous slab of memory foam that I was sleeping on. And you can go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Take that two-minute quiz, and they'll match you to that customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. they got a 10-year warranty, and you can even try it out risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't love it, they will pick it up for you. No hassle. I love sponsors that provide risk-free, no-hassle returns. We have it on several of them, and that's why they're the top overall mattress picked by GQ, Wired Magazine, and Fightful Magazine. They have stuff to cool you down if you sleep hot, mattresses for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, even plus-size mattresses for plus-size sleepers. You can get up to $200 off all mattresses and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Uh, I love Helix Sleep. It has changed my life. Uh, I'm very happy that several of our readers uh, tell me that it's helped them a lot as well. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Well, that's the show, guys. Nothing else happened. No. Well, Good show. It did. Fightful Select reported this evening that Keith Lee, after we had recklessly speculated on the show that he was set for an AEW debut. Whew. This is fantastic. And by the way, Sova, we're getting to your super chat. We keep them all in the back end. Before we get to the Lee segment, Zach says, don't know what the tour of the islands is. That's Wrath of the Gods is performed by Monster Matanza Cueto. Very clever. Keith Lee is the mystery opponent. He assigned with AEW. A couple weeks ago, people in WDB didn't think that, that, that I talked to, they were, that no Keith Lee didn't think that it was a slam dunk. Boy, did that change this weekend. Started to get a lot of, lot of talk, a lot of... A lot of chatter about Keith Lee coming in. Um, that, Gosh, I want to say the beginning of February. February 1st is when I had heard that. Chris Rain says, so happy Keith Lee is all elite. Love me some Sova says, Isaiah Cassidy's facial reactions were priceless. That was so good. You could tell he did not, because he'd been talking on Twitter about who he yes. thought it was going to be. That was not who he was expecting. I loved it. Dan Janoff says, shout out to Mikey Ruckus for creating another banger of a theme. Mm. What do you all think of the theme, That's Robert? Cool stuff theme was perfect for him and it it's so much better than his main roster thing it was like they stripped away everything that the main roster had done to him and just brought out nxt keith lee straight from his title reign and it was perfect throat chop says alex isn't gonna need blue chooks i'm gonna get him hard with three words miro versus keith lee that is four words true but, I am, says, I, but I am fully erect 
Yikes. Shotkid29 <laughs> says, I need a hose after that limitless dynamite. C says, I've never seen Keith Lee in NXT wrestle, so this is my first time seeing him. Boy, how did WWE mess that up? Chris Rain says, I can't explain, express how happy I am to see Keith Lee be Keith Lee in the ring. Rerun says, not sure there's a better opponent for Keith Lee's first match. Announced team did a great job putting both guys over. Jarlick Zool says, uh, very happy to see Keith Lee. AEW needs more big men. Tom LaValle puts over the theme song. Says, Mikey Ruckus does not miss. Props to Will Washington for throwing it up on Twitter. Yes, big shout out to Will Washington. Jay says, I didn't realize how over Lee was, but that crowd was hot. His slow takeoff of the hoodie was a shot at WWE, right? I don't know. But there were a lot of shots. I, I, I went ramp. I went like really fast through the super chats. Tremaine saying he's limitless. Fast, everybody. There are a lot of people that didn't quite know what Keith Lee was capable of. Remember, NXT was drawing six, seven, eight hundred thousand. Raw was drawing one point seven to two point whatever million when Keith Lee was there, and he didn't really get to display a lot of that. Alex, uh, I know you've been very passionate about the use of Keith Lee. I got to agree with our super chatters. Isaiah Cassidy was a fantastic, Perfect. fantastic idea. Uh, what'd you think? The very first thing he did in the ring, um, other than, you know, remove his little vest thing to, to show that he wasn't sh- like squished into a little shirt thing that they made him do in, in the main roster. But after that, pushing Isaiah Cassidy back into the corner and literally throwing him a hundred miles, like, way up in the air too like Cassie took it like a champ but the crowd went like oh like it was this really great moment I do not know how you had him have that moment in Survivor Series versus Roman Reigns and then two months later have that moment versus Brock Lesnar and did not say oh we're gonna make a gazillion dollars with this guy I have no idea but they didn't and now he's here and just the look on his face when he came out he was just so happy. Like there was a man who had his passion for that art form rekindled by coming to be, I, I'm looking forward to this so much. He, he, he got to do only a fraction of the things that I know that Keith Lee is capable of doing in this match. And it was still so much more than he got to show in any of his matches as Bearcat Lee. So I'm very, very excited. Well, Sawyer says, what's Bearcat doing in the elite zone? <laughs> Tremaine says, no girdle. His chest is free. Zach says, Keith Lee knew what he was doing when he took off his vest so slowly. He knew he wanted to see the nips. <laughs> the WWE made him cover up. Bask in his glory indeed. Jason's a lot of the WWE peeps who came in. We knew were great, but Lee proves that Vince can F up a one care funeral. I don't know what that means at all. I don't understand the term. I don't go here. Uh, Jambeard says, thank God for no stupid, ugly singlet and shorts. Robert, what do you think of the physical presentation? Well, like I said, it's literally, okay, cool. He's just like straight off of NXT television. They did it right. Because I don't know how they screwed up Keithley. You have Vince McMahon on record on a WWE 24 saying, look what I got here. Look at you. You're great. You're amazing. You got Brock Lesnar saying, Who's this motherfucker? I want to fight him. You got him main eventing Survivor Series with Roman. How they screwed this up, I will never know. But they did. They missed the the bucket wildly with Keith. And now Tony Khan's just going to do everything he can to make him a star. 
hopefully. And I mean, it was just great to see him looking good. He looks healthy. He looks ready to go. And he caught Isaiah from a tope. Like the man was just jumping. Oh, He's catching a baby. It was insane. This man is the best big man in wrestling today. And the only thing I regret is that uh, T-Bar isn't free to have bangers with him on Wednesday nights. Uh, so Isaiah Cassidy, got to give him a ton of credit. Yeah. Like selling that toss, amazing. Isaiah Cassidy has just gotten so good. Mm-hmm. Kevin Slider says, AEW became limitless and I'm all for it. Nerd Guru says, what a show. Been happy with a lot of their signings, but Keith Lee warms my heart the most. Guy went through hell and back. Bask in him. Tom says, great debut from Keith Lee. Thought he paced his spots really nice to allow the fans to bask in each moment. You guys rule hard. So the only issue I have with the match, there was a little bit of a miscommunication on an apron spot. Quickly rectified. Stuff happens. It was a fantastic debut. Fantastic match. Uh, Tremaine says, the AW console game is looking stacked now. Uh, we've got Riga saying Keith Lee looked amazing tonight. Hope he wins the ladder match and beats Sammy for the belt. Only for the Redeemer to return. Keith versus Miro for a belt is something we simply must see. Andrade and Darby can take each other out in the ladder match and feud about it. Alex, what does that do for you creatively? You excited to see Miro and Lee? Um, I mean, yes. And I, I don't want either of those guys to lose a match ever. <laughs> Because they're two of my favorite guys ever, so so I don't want I, I I want to see the match, of course, like hook it to my veins. But at the same time, um, I I want both my boys to be protected forever because I love them and they're precious to me. So it's difficult. I like people discovering Keith Lee. They said, "Holy crap, he is agile." Yes, he is. You haven't even you haven't even begun to see it, buddy. I didn't say that. that's another thing. They're discovering Keith Lee. The man was on Monday Night Raw, the longest running weekly episodic television show. They say it every week. And the, the people don't know how good he is. We got C saying it's sad. I've already seen people body shame Lee on Twitter. Well, those people are morons. They're going to. Dummies. Brian says Matt leaving. Actually, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Jay says, sorry, SRS. The line was one car funeral. He ran through a closed line like it wasn't there. There we go. Uh, Rico D. Fade says, one of the best dynamites I've seen. It didn't even have Dan Housen on it. Loved how Keith Lee threw Isaiah Cassidy like he was Jazzy Jeff. That is that is a fantastic Good. reference. Going to get through these D- Keith Lee super chats. Daniel says, Keith Lee, that Beal was amazing. The post-match powerbomb was awesome. Whenever he and Wardlow decide to go up against each other, they might take Haas match to a new level. I like that. Like Haas match doesn't need to be seven-foot tall guy versus seven-foot tall guy. It can be big sirloin beef sons of bitch against another one. Brent says we got to watch Keith Toth Isaiah with the power of pure joy. It was a good night. Boom says Lee Switchblade Pentagon Dark and AEW. Let's go. What a show. Oh, buddy. You better believe Pentagon's happy for that merchandising too. Eloquent wants us to retur- retire the term forbidden door. Ain't happening, buddy. I'd like to not have to write it though. Yeah. Brian says, do you think Keith Lee signing with AEW means anything for Shane Taylor's chances of joining as well? I wouldn't say imminently. I don't know what kind of terms Shane and Keith are on. I would imagine good terms based on, on conversations I've had with Shane Taylor. But I think it's possible. Shane Taylor is so freaking good. Like if some of you are just discovering Keith Lee, you probably don't know Shane Taylor and you should. I tell you, I'm worried for Adam Cole. They might have to cut his hair and make him a manager. I like that idea. Mark Losper says... 
only part of today's dynamite I saw was Keith's entrance and him throwing Cassidy 44 kilometers across the earth. And I'm fine with this. <laughs> Alicia says that she screamed when she saw Jay and Keith. Also, Jay White and Hangman Page's feud in, in New Japan was awesome. I think we'll see some more of that in the future. Jambeard said there's no limit on how great this show was tonight. Normally, I'd say it was five out of five. The wrestling world has been healed tonight. We've got so many, so much love for Keith Lee. That's what I like. People are always excited. Now AEW's got to follow up on it. They've got to pr- provide something creatively satisfying. Sawyer says Keith Lee, top rope Spanish fly on Dijak and NXT burned into my memory. Can't wait for people to see more. Brian Sullivan. Actually, that, that is one that I keep skipping over because we haven't gotten to the Matt Hardy thing. So I'm going to separate these. But, uh, OGP, yeah, you know me, says, great show. My hero, Keith, Mother F and Lee, and Penta Black, Santana and Ortiz looking like badasses again. Deep Challenge, also A1. Keith Lee, my heart, LOL. Adam Cole, pouncing AEW. Man, there's there's just so much. So I, I do want to address Matt Hardy, though, because I keep skipping around, and I keep accidentally reading this super chat. Matt Hardy basically was like if you guys lose i'm out like i'm I'm tired of dealing with this and he leaves the way that jeff hardy left his last match in wwe he hops the guardrail walks into the crowd and commentary mentions that's some erratic behavior a lot of people are like well that's a shot at wwe wwe didn't use that term people who covered it did because we couldn't say he was drugged he was drunk because we didn't know and as we learn he wasn't Jeff Hardy wasn't. So Matt Hardy either ribbing about that or playing off of that, I find that very entertaining. I like that. Um, I thought that was funny stuff, Alex. No, I liked it too. I I, I think I, I think A, it works for, for, for what he's doing with, with um, Private Party, saying that they've disappointed him enough that he's done with them. And also it has that added bonus of being part of that. I did love it. Like the calling it erratic behavior was was great on commentary. All of it was great. Jay says Matt Hardy checking out of his match is the start of the Hardy Boys, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would imagine so. Oh man, John Larkin says uh, started watching wrestling again for the first time since I was eleven with my roommates a few years ago at school and fell in love with Keith Lee. Uh, what a happy night for me, knowing he'll be in a place where they understand how truly amazing he is. Robert, what do you see as as the as the future for Keith Lee in this company or the ceiling? Do you think he can go the all the way to the top? Is the, absolutely, I think he can. Yeah, you've got... Well, what were you guys, about to say? The sky is the limit? I, I Gee, was going to say the sky I think limit. it's limitless. Hey, there you go. I mean, really, this guy is so good. He's so good. He was the NXT champion, the North American champion. He beat Adam Cole... In his 500-day reign, they're going to get back to that because Adam Cole wants to be the guy, and that's the guy that ended his reign as the guy. I can't wait to see everything they have for him. Normally, I wouldn't advise just pushing a guy to the title, but I think he should win the ladder match and win the title the next week. Oh, man, we still got love for Keith Lee coming in. Unreal. Uh, get in your super chats and your humper chats. We got this in the main event to talk about. Lord Jackson says, with every show that passes... It becomes more an obvious NXT was developmental for AEW. But it certainly so sad, is seen that it? way. Yeah. It's so sad because it really should have been a great competitive Wednesday night thing. And it's just clearly not. 
Uh, Vasily says Mira wanting to destroy God could introduce Lee as God's protector. Uh, bask in the protector. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what Miro does next because he hasn't popped up on TV in a while. Joe Boskett says they could finally introduce the trio's title, Bear Bronson, Bear Boulder, and Bear Keith Lee. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I appreciate it. If they don't joke. do it at least once on a dark, though. <laughs> as a rib, as a rib, yes. I think that'd be very funny. And then Brian Danielson has a problem with all of them because he, he wrestles he, bears. He wrestles bears and he knows bear style. Like that's his whole thing. Like they should, he should come out one time in a luchador mass. Uh, it's like also also gato, and and like wrestle one match as also gato, and like that'd be great. He's he's worked under a mask on dark. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So there you go. Yeah. Tremaine says, "I know E is happy in the Fed, but I need him slapping meat with Lee Wardlow and Hobbs. There's some work to be done backstage with him and Hobbs." Riley says, "Great episode of Dynamite. First time ever a match created on Dynamite that happened." That very episode with the punk tag. Big credit to Cassidy for selling like he did for Keith Lee. The thing is, it's not just surprises. It's just there's so much positive emanating from this show. We're an hour and a half deep. Like a year ago, I was like, let's only do an hour on a show. Now I'm like, we might go an hour 40. We might go an hour 45. People want to talk about this show. If anybody ever points to wrestling media and says, you guys thrive on the negative, Point to shows like this. This is our top viewed show, top earning show. People want to talk about stuff that they like that makes them happy. Nerd Guru says, Keith finally found where Adam Cole landed three years after he pounced him. Jam Beard says, to quote the boys from Cultaholic, AW didn't forget about Keith Lee. I want him to squash Sammy for the title now. I don't know about squashing him, but um, I, w- I would like for him to be pretty, uh, pretty heavily pushed. I think FTW title could be uh, an interesting uh, direction for him in the future as well. Mark says the ceiling for Keith Lee is every title on earth at once until Samoa Joe chokes him out. Anani Mouse says Keith Lee appreciation Humper Chat, which was sent at humperchats.com. Get them in. Says I was struggling not to start streaming like a fangirl. I was <laughs> working in an office <laughs> while well, it happened. When I saw the Contron that said Limitless, I get to see Keith Lee at Revolution. I am so happy. If any of you are at Revolution, come say hi to me. So glad to get to see that anonymous. Dan, the man, sent in two. He says, Dynamite always delivers. Uh, nitpicking aside, Lee White debut definitely shut down the free agent Forbidden Door naysayers tonight and love Deeb. There were still a couple. No, yeah. it, it, the sad thing is it did not do that. Yeah. It should have, but it did not. It didn't. Uh, yeah. Dan, the man also says dynamite is the best show in recent memory. Weekend, week out Lee plus white debut address the free agent forbidden door. Nitpickers love deep loved hangman's improvised buckshot. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that main event. Mm-hmm. We are almost through the Keith Lee super chats. I mean, this makes me happy. Like Dan Housen debuting got a ton of love. And so did this Christian says Keith Lee versus any big man in AEW would be great. Please shout, big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> we prefer sirloin beef sons of bitches. It's true. Just that raw cooked, doesn't matter. Slap that meat up against each other. That's what we like. Dane Janoff says that was one of the best dynamites I've ever seen from the debuts to the matches. A reminder that WWE didn't know what to do with Keith Lee. I'd like to forget that. Hopefully now I can. 
Ricochet says, I watch most of your recaps and the energy on the show is fantastic. Ricochet is the one we need next. It's going to be a while, buddy. It's going to be a while. But uh, before we get to the main event, I wanted to mention 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, we're doing a special podcast. Jimmy Van has insisted on it. I was uh, all too happy to to do it. Uh, It is outside the ring. We're doing a bit of a cat podcast to benefit uh, a variety of charities. 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Check it out. Send in Super Chats. Send in Humper Chats. Uh, we're going to have a, a veterinary professional on there to talk about a variety of things. We're going to kind of expand, do some more shows like that. And if you're into a lot of different shows, head over to Fightful Overbooked. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, lots of great stuff over there. We're working on getting that on Apple iTunes. But tune in Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Matthew McCoskey says Keith we- Keith Lee debuts three weeks later. Oh, by the way, he's going to be in a ladder match. Who do you think wins that match? Well, I'm glad it's not for a world title match at this point. Uh, but also, I'm like, ah, this is an open challenge title. But then again, those those happen far less than usual. Robert, how do you see this one going? Sorry, I would still need to see the full lineup, but Keith has to be a favorite i mean andrade should andrade walking around the big sonic ring though i'm not crazy about so maybe keith lee gets it and i know darby's gonna at least want it cody's probably gonna want it i don't know if he wants to do another ladder match but you know he's gonna want in that match it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time i think the guy that has the best storyline that can come out of it is wardlow um because of that clause in his contract where if he wins a title, it automatically goes to MJF. So if Wardlow were to win the ladder match to get the title shot and then beat Sammy Guevara and MJF comes out and says, thank you, give me my title now. That would be the perfect impetus. for That would be the last straw for Wardlow. And that of, would be the reason why he would do is it. Tony Khan that he would just allow this kind of clause. Subcontractor. I meant to mention this earlier. I would love if we like see Mark Sterling trying to get MJF's attention. In upcoming weeks, like, hey, man, I need to talk to you about something. And MJF is, like, shooing him away. Like, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for you. Uh, Then one week, he's like, no, no, really need to talk to you. MJF's like, just text me. And Mark's like, you never gave me your number. You won't (laughs) give me your number. And he's trying to warn MJF, like, homeboy's contract's coming up, just so you know. He's not going to need you soon. Uh, JB Love says, so happy to see Keith Lee come out on top after all he's been through. Success is the best revenge. Yeah, hoping for the the, the best health for him as well. Me too. You can't predict that at all. Daniel R. says, if it's not too dangerous, we'd love to see Keith Sauer somehow powerbomb a ladder or powerbomb a ladder with someone on it. Also loved when he stopped a match and pretended to be a conductor. Uh, I think that uh, Wardlow should do the powerbomb, like a ladder powerbomb. Like he... I don't want to say he owns the power bomb, but it's become largely. They're going to do the authors of pain spot where they power bomb the guys into each other and then on the ground. That didn't end so well for Anthony Bowens. Got one of those in the can too. Enhancement stories where Bowens talks about getting knocked out yeah. by that. Eloquence says, shout outs to Reg and Will for the new AEW album music. I am so proud of, of them for that. Uh, really, really talented guys. Oh, this main event. Holy crap. So... I had some criticisms about this feud in previous weeks because Dan Lambert 
Well, Dan Lambert was as good as he possibly could have been. Uh, had a lot of concerns about foregone conclusions. Well, I didn't doubt that Hangman Page is going to win this, but it didn't matter. I was into this match. They busted Lance Archer open from the jump. Uh, a bit of a different Texas death match than what we saw at Slammiversary with Deanna Perrazzo and Mickey James, and I think that's good. I think pinning somebody, then going to a 10 count, don't need it. These rules were a bit different than that. Riga says, I saw people saying 15 minutes for a death match, LOL. And was that it about the main event? And those people are insane. That was free TV and it was great, concise, violent, and memorable. And Hangman hit a gusher tonight. That was a cowboy gig. Ultimately, for people, if, if I don't know what you could have wanted more out of that, Alex. I thought that that had some clever spots, it had some violence. It had a an unbelievable finish that we'll talk about. Yeah. I think given the position that was and a short-term feud, they took a feud that I wasn't interested in and gave me a badass match out of it. Well, I I I thought I agree with you on the feud not being interested in it, but I always knew this match was gonna bang. Sure. Like Lance Archer in this kind of match always brings it. And then you got Paige, who still, I believe, is fighting against that whole thing of like, is he really the top guy, though? Like, there's too many people, even people who like AEW, who still feel that way about Paige. And he's proving with his technical wizardry and outlasting Brian Danielson on two separate occasions. And then with this, where he can like just say, you know what, I'm going to try and get myself murdered in a match, but, but somehow come on on top. Um, he, he just, he's... He's everything that I think we want him to be. Um, I loved the, the I like they actually gave credit to Jake Roberts for it. But Dan Lambert coming out and taking down the top rope because without top rope, you can't do the buckshot lariat, which is how Adam, which is his secret weapon. It's his finisher he wins all his matches with. That was really, I love when heels are smart. I love it. Because it gives you so, gives something extra for the baby face to fight against. And then, like, crazy spots all over the place. And as you mentioned, Hangman hit a gusher. But that blackout from the apron onto the steel steps that were turned sideways, like, the, the, when, I, when I saw it the first time from the, from the angle above, I thought that, like, 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 Paige's spine hit the corner of the steel and, like, would have just, like, oh, that would have been your kidneys. But he did land it flat. So, like, it would looked brutal but it was as safe as you could take a move like that i thought that was all great and the finish which we'll talk about we like i cackled for five minutes after that thing it was so great oh my gosh there's there nathan depaul says we're getting abdul the butcher spots free on tv in 2022 <laughs> this is yeah. nuts uh ian says the main event was amazing i knew hangman was gonna win but they got me don't bite on a near fall i just sat there or didn't just bite on a near fall. I sat there thinking the switch was coming for a while. That's impressive. Credit to Lance and Hangman. Lance needs a feud he can win. I mean, he did win the, the I, he beat Moxley for a title on TV last year. Bako 5 says, shout out to Archer for constantly putting over guys. He knows where he's at in his career and he made Hangman look like a killer and further elevated him. I mean, Lance Archer could have got a long way just by being tall. And he was like, uh, no, you know what? I'm going to never give up on evolving as a worker and the finish that we saw Robert we won't get into the post match yet but the finish was the ref bending over and hangman said I'm just going to propel myself over you and hit the buckshot lariat into a bunch of tables what a way to go and end this incredible match 
what a way to go indeed and that's that's about as good as you can get because you can't get him up for the dead eye and i understand that i do want a little more oomph in his clotheslines i'd love it if he could bulk up a bit and do like a jbl like just straight on the knock your head off great finish i do want to get to alex's point about he's still fighting to be the guy because there's still so much on this show and it's still like I don't know, man. Is Hangman the guy? And I think that will be his legacy for this first run, at least. But damn, these were three good title matches. And this yep. was a war. Don't ever let anyone forget that Tony Khan is a territories guy. This felt like a Bruiser Brody challenges for the NWA title kind of deal. And it was good. Chris Rain says that was a cool way to do the buckshot lariat. There's been a lot of talk about Hangman's title reign i think it's been good like I, people when somebody finally completes the chase it's so much like now what now what and we're so conditioned to having a throwaway first feud not hangman he had two big brian danielson matches december a month after his his title win he went an hour then january he went a half an hour with Brian Danielson again. Here he comes back a month later. You're giving me a solid one of those a month? That's a good title reign to me. And he had a banger on TV in the main event of one of the best dynamites of all time with Lance Archer. And where's he going now? Into a feud with undefeated on the record, Adam Cole. And uh, man, and first off, I want to address this. Uh, Ash says, by the way, the ref saw Dan removing the ring post two or three times, but hard tried to act as if he didn't notice it. it it's a no DQ. It it's didn't no matter. DQ. He can't yeah, do anything about it anyway. He might as well not notice it. It didn't matter. Adam Cole came out. Chris Williams says he's great, but the belt made him look small. I don't care. Adam Cole is good because despite what his size is, he'll still beat your ass. And Jar Luxul says, I have conflicted feelings about Cole versus Page. I don't really want to see Dark Order versus Elite Gang Wars again. However, if this means we get to see Stu Grayson wrestle, got to take the bad to get the good. I hope this integrates Dark Order more. That has been my primary thing, my primary hang-up on Hangman Page. Besides the, the, the HFO thing, we haven't seen a lot of integration, and they were a major part of his build. They were a significant part of his build, Alex, and I do want to see more of that. How do you think they'll factor into... Uh, the future of Hangman Page and Adam Cole. Well, it's it's interesting. Like I, I think it's kind of like a a way to cancel out all of Adam's friends with with just the numbers of of the Dark Order. Kind of a a thing where, uh, like in in the in the wars of old, where instead of having a, a like a a seventeen day battle where thousands of men died, you'd send out your champion. And they'd send out their champion and they'd have a one-on-one fight. And whoever won, that was the end of the, that was the end of the war. That was how they, that, occasionally they would do that. And that's what it, you can do it kind of that way in a way where like, we're not going to have this giant brawl or whatever, but we're just going to be able to keep the peace and let these two guys fight. You can't get involved then we can't get involved. You can kind of do it that way. So it's not actually a lumberjack match but a way of just being able to keep guys apart from each other because the damn numbers game works both ways. And I like that it could just be Page versus Cole in a great match. Mike Lima says this episode of Dynamite was great. Food for thought. The last time Hangman did an assisted buckshot lariat. The helper was Kenny Omega helping Hangman take out Hager back at Stadium Stampede 2020. That is a great callback. 
Robert, we are a few weeks away from Revolution. We got some some bangers on the horizon. Maybe Punk and MJF. Maybe Mox Danielson, maybe. Britt Baker's going to face somebody. That'll be good. You got Cole and Paige on the horizon. So what here's here's my God. Look, here's the thing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paige is great. Can't say anything bad about Paige. Adam Cole is the best wrestler going today. Adam Cole is Mr. NXT. If for no other reason than just to rub it in everybody's face, Adam Cole needs to be the AEW World Champion to say, I won. That is the sign that I won the war because your guy is now my guy. And look, he didn't attack Paige. He handed him the belt. Adam Cole is the guy who brought Paige to Bullet Club. When you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. I don't think we're talking about Dark Order. I think we're talking a lot about Bullet Club for the next few weeks, and I am here for it, and I hope Adam Cole wins on March 6th. Mark Losper says, what more can Hangman do? The match he took the title in was excellent. Three defenses have been excellent. People questioning him are just wrong. I think, honestly, we are conditioned for a lot of, regardless of any company, of they finally got it. They finally got it. What's next? And then the what's next not being good. Because what can possibly live up to the chase? Right. A whole entire battle in keeping it. I mean, quite frankly, we've seen a lot of stuff in WDB where it's like, well, if it's not their time, they're not going to be on TV. Bianca Belair was not on TV the summer of 2020 yeah. because it wasn't her time to be at the top of the card. So instead of having something creative, they benched her. And then she came back for her Royal Rumble push and then won all that. AEW is doing a thing where they're like, okay, Brian Danielson's won a bunch of matches. Let's give him a title shot. Oh, he lost? Well, that's okay. He'll win a bunch of matches again in the future and be right back there because that's how you rebuild somebody. Oh, who's next? Adam Cole's next? Why not? Why not Adam Cole? He's been winning matches. Why shouldn't he be next? I love it. I love it. Anthony Landry says tonight felt like a raw circa 98 outstanding job by AW and Tony Khan. This was one of the best episodes of dynamite I ever saw. Yeah. Jay says silver and Reynolds are budges best friends. Now Hangman is on his own. Oh boy. That is true. We've got a bunch of super chats that filtered in about Keith Lee and Wardlow, but Mark Losper says Hangman should crush Cole screaming developmental the whole time. <laughs> oh boy. That's oh, when he cuts boy. his hair and brings in Keith Lee to kill. Hang on, Paige. Jambeard says, I want to see Wardlow and Lee do a powerbomb off in the ladder match, doing powerbombs to others while they try and outdo each other. I would love that. I always, <laughs> thought, great. I always thought a sirloin beef sons of bitches tag team 
based solely yeah. on them one-upping each other's violence yeah. is a great idea. Yeah. Birdie Man Hennessy says, Keith Lee got me back into wrestling and his treatment made me stop watching WWE. I'm excited, but AEW needs another title. I think they need trios titles. That's that's what I want them to get. Uh, Nerd Guru says, the comparison is hot off of Becky's huge mania win that they capitalized by feeding her Lacey Evans. Hangman got Danielson, know the difference. I mean, Benoit got Kane. There, mm-hmm. There's tons. There's like, there's case after case. Rollins went into a feud with like Corbin at one point. Like that's always been like, I don't want to say always, that has far too often been like the normal thing is, well, give them just somebody that's not really that much of a threat. Yeah. Some stupid punk says, just want to say, love AEW, this freaking company. White and Lee, yes, sir. They couldn't have chosen a better opponent for the Limitless One than Isaiah Cassidy. Credit to that young future star. Yeah. Well, credit to you guys. This has been one of our longest shows that I've ever done. And I knew it was going to be, but the the response has been overwhelming. And if you guys are here, then I'm going to be here. I hope you guys are here. 3 p.m. on Thursday. Also, I'm dropping an AJ Styles in-person interview this week. I also dropped a Larry D in-person interview this week. If some of you are going, who's Larry D? He's been working for Impact the last couple of years. Just asked for his release. Got it granted. Went and interviewed him in person. Fantastic interview. Uh, you guys want to check him out. He is such a likable, genuine, down-to-earth dude. And near my neck of the woods, he's starting a wrestling-themed bar, of all things, that's going to play host to uh, some wrestling, some stories, a lot of cool stuff like that. As we wrap up, Ibby says, Cole ain't winning. Hangman will continue to prove everyone wrong with each match. Fantastic three defenses so far. Team Hangman. I am inclined to agree. I think a returning, maybe a returning Kenny Omega pops up and costs him the match. Jambeard says, what did Tony D think of that title match? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I love the violence. You know, mostly I do my things with the, with crowbars and, uh, you know, pushing guys off of docks where they're wearing cement shoes. But I, I respect the gusher. Anytime I see a gusher, that thing on the stairs was just brutal. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. How would that differ from a Chicago death match? Uh, Chicago Deathmatch, uh, well, I wouldn't know because I I was from Chicago, the first two vignettes that I said, but then I got switched to New York, so I'm not really sure anymore. <laughs> Shows you how much I pay attention to NXT 2.0. <laughs> Robert, tell the people where they can find you. Find me everywhere at Dude Felice and find me every day on Fightful.com, writing up stories and helping break awesome news and keep supporting these guys. Guys, you guys have been overwhelming with the support today. Thank you. I want to encourage you, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We had the news on, well, we had the speculation on Jay White and Keith Lee up this afternoon. I have news on the next Kurt Angle pitches that were supposed to happen. Uh, We are breaking news there every single day. We had the news of Keith Lee coming into AEW this evening, and I'm doing a text Q&A this week. Had a bit of a dental emergency this past week. Not supposed to be talking that much or that long on the air, uh, so I'm trying to limit that. But Alex does two shows over there as well. Yep. Tell him about it. Uh, late nights on Mondays and Fridays, I'll review uh, Raw and SmackDown. Sean has a has a habit of saying, I really like the show. And then segment by segment, talking about how much he doesn't like it. Not me. I will tell you from the beginning, that show sucked. And then tell you why. It's a lot of fun. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. And then on Tuesdays, me and uh, the wonderful Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, we uh, we do a um, uh, a review, uh, an after party of sorts for the NXT 2.0 show. 
um, where we just lose our minds about how crazy stuff gets over there. Support NordVPN.com slash Fightful and HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Not joking. Both will make your life a lot better. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.